0: Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Schaff's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit geekso2speak.com for our full podcast lineup. Captain Schaff's log, stardate 10097.36. This week, a vicious enemy returns to wreak havoc on the crew of the Enterprise. And as the dust settles after that lethal encounter... Captain Vector and I must pick our jaws off the floor after this heart-racing, gut-punching, penultimate episode of Star Trek Strange New World Season 1. Only one episode remains in the season before we have to say bon voyage to Pike's Peak. But until then, let's boldly go forward with today's episode. Welcome back, Trekkies and Trekkers, to Treknological, a Star Trek shakedown. I am Captain Schoff, co-captain of the USS Treknological, and of course, with me on the bridge every single week is Captain Vactor. How
1: are you, sir? I'm doing excellent, Schaaf. It's the penultimate episode. Woo!
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, and what an episode it was. Uh, We cannot wait to talk about this one. Both Captain Vector and I have been uh, talking through uh, Discord, an app that we use to talk back and forth, and and we have just been gushing about this episode. So we have a lot to talk about. We welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us this week for Mission 19. Uh, We're recording this on Friday, July 1st. Uh, The episode officially went live on Thursday, June 30th. Uh, so we are excited to talk about it. Thanks for listening to us. Um, we're going to try to bring to you as often as we can uh, Star Trek shows and movies. Uh, we're going to be coming up on a short break, a short hiatus with Treknological, simply because I'll be moving from the state of Colorado to the state of Washington. And uh, because of that, all of my mics and, and equipment are going to be <laughs> packed up, so I won't have any means to record. So uh, after next week's episode, we'll take a slight break, but we'll we'll come back. With a vengeance, guaranteed. Um, Now, with uh, the nature of technological, we're actually part of a podcast network, the Geek, so to speak, podcast network. And the grand zaddy of them all, Geek, so to speak, is a Geek News podcast. It's currently on hiatus right now, uh, but that is where we get our name. Uh, We also have a few other podcasts we'll talk about a little later in the in the episode, just so you know what else is on the network, but of course, the most important one right now here in your ear holes is technological. Uh, thank you so much. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast. If you're already subscribed, thank you. Uh, and um, one cool thing is on uh, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify, there's ways to rate us and review us. We really, really encourage that. There's ways on Anchor in our show notes. If you click the, at the bottom of our show notes, there's a link It'll give you a chance to leave us a voice memo if you want to uh, basically leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can also support our podcast from there, which is really, really cool. And uh, on Spotify from time to time, I'll even ask questions uh, and it'll be a great way to engage with uh, with the audience. So hopefully you'll, you'll do that. At the very least, we hope that you enjoy the podcast and that you share the fact that you enjoy this podcast with your friends and family who are also Trekkies and Trekkers so that they can enjoy it, too. Um, We're just trying to continue to grow. So thank you so much. Now, with all of that out of the way, Captain Vactor, can you please
1: set a course for the nearest planet, Maximum Warp?
0: Aye,
1: sir. Course laid in.
0: Roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, Captain Vactor, can you crip walk down to the transporter room where we'll beam down to the planet's surface to search for some trek news? Aye, sir.
1: Mm, 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 on my way.
0: <laughs> it's too bad this is only an audio <laughs> podcast right now, folks, because uh, <laughs> full on crip walk, better than Snoop Dogg, better than Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, then, two to beam down. Okay, let's scan the planet's surface for any
1: sign of Trek news. Oh yeah, found some Trek news, Captain Schaaf. Aw, uh, yeah, what kind of stories did you find? Well, it was a light week in Trek news, but we have some nice tidbits for you. First off, our favorite captain of all time, classic, first of <laughs> his kind. The chat. <laughs> William Shatner. <laughs> He's got a documentary coming out, Shaw, and it's going to be crowdfunded, fully owned by the fans, and backers are going to get uh, a bunch of profits. So, this is going to be focusing on the seven decade career of William Shatner uh, from early bit parts on popular 1950s television shows to his star making role as Captain Kirk. And his Emmy wins for The Practice and Boston Legal. And finally, his later years as a Blue Origin astronaut and elder statesman of geek culture. So this looks like something that I would be interested in, Shaw. Uh Is it too late to to fund this? I kind of want to be, be
0: part of that. That's yeah. kind of cool.
1: I was looking for a link in the story, but it looks like it's not Kickstarter. It's not Indiegogo. So it's not those typical crowdfunding sources. This is—we
0: <laughs> just have to send a check to William Shepard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, Legion M is what I'm seeing, or that's his production okay. company. Um, but one of these ways, you'll be able to back it. Um, yeah, this. Well, is- I'll tell you what.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to include all these uh, links to the the news articles that we talk about in the show notes. So please click into it. And it'll give you an opportunity uh, to dig a little further and maybe you'll be uh, faster than us in figuring out (laughs) how to fund this because uh, we definitely think it's worthwhile. I mean, the chat. Yes. The chat.
1: (laughs) Actually I did find the link. It's kind of weird. They have it linked to the word reservation, but you can click on that and it's join.legionm.com slash William Shatner documentary. And you can reserve your spot right now because it looks like they just went live yesterday. So you can still own a piece of a legacy, Shaw. I think I might do it. (sighs) True Trekkies and Trekkers will do it. There is a slot here that Shaw will select to donate $10,000 to this documentary.
0: (laughs) That'll be the one I choose by accident. (laughs) And
1: then then I'll dispute the charge on my credit card. (laughs) Nice. Uh, we also have a nice little piece from Melissa Navia. Um, she, as we know, is uh, Captain Ortegas on Strange Lieutenant, New Worlds. Lieutenant oh, Ortegas. Lieutenant. I'm sorry. Lieutenant Ortegas. And she was talking about Season 2 of Strange mm-hmm. New Worlds. She said, this particular season we're filming, Season 2, has been electrified because of the fact that we're filming season two but we're getting to watch the world experience season one and so we're all we're seeing that all that love and all of that's informing what we're doing it's just been two seasons of an amazing crew an amazing cast everybody in the cast is as awesome as you want them to be and as you think they are they're funny they're just great people to be around i'm an introvert and i still would hang out with them every day if i needed to so (laughs) she's got a lot of positive things to say About season two. So this gets me pumped, Shaw. I don't know how you get better than this season. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. So that's cool. And then we also have a wonderful piece over at Looper.com. They've got the Star Trek Deep Space Nine episodes. Fans always skip on a rewatch. So if you're a Deep Space Nine fan, you are not going to want to miss these (laughs) episodes. And finally, we got... uh, the episode of The Ready Room this week, the penultimate episode of, the, of Season w- uh, 1 of Strange New Worlds, and I don't know what they're going to do after this for The Ready Room, because there's not going to be like a live-action Star Trek show airing at the moment. So It's true, yeah. We'll see next week. They'll probably tell us next week when the last episode airs. But this one, we got to see Bruce Horak on The Ready Room, and he talked all about his experience as Hammer, and also... Going behind the scenes of the craftsmanship that went into making the Gorn and making this horror episode. So, yeah, uh, very nice episode. Such
0: a great episode and such a great um, ready room
1: episode as well. So, thank you, <laughs> Nice. So that's all the Trek news. You can find those in our show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Captain
0: Vactor. We will transmit those news articles to our show notes for our listeners. Now, then, let's continue our weekly mission with our episode Discussion. Now, uh, first things first, we wanna make sure to throw up a red alert because we don't wanna spoil anything for those who haven't had a chance to watch episode nine of season one of Strange New Worlds, which is called All Those Who Wander. Uh, an excellent episode in the season. I mean, there, there's been no true stinkers. Like, there's been no real bad episodes. There's been a couple that are maybe me mediocre. But that's when, because you're comparing it and stacking it against the rest of the season, that has been super duper strong. So, um, but if you haven't had a chance to watch this episode, press pause on this podcast, go watch it on Paramount Plus, and then come on back because we're going to talk all, all about it and our thoughts and, and you're not going to want to miss it. So uh, that's, that's your warning. Now, from here on out, we're going to go into spoilers. So synopsis of this episode is the USS Enterprise crew comes face to face with their demons and scary monsters too when their landing party is stranded on a barren planet with a ravenous enemy. Uh, this episode was written by Davy Perez and directed by Christopher J. Byrne. Uh, the episode premiered, as we said, on Thursday, June 30th, on Paramount Plus. So, um, gosh, Vector, I want to hear your thoughts. What did you? So you watched this episode before me, before yes. I had a chance to, and I'm th- so thankful to Captain Vector because he he warned me. He was like, dude. Do not get spoiled on this. You will not want to be spoiled. So go, go silent, go radio, silent, go dark. Do not check social media. do not go into the news articles. You don't want to miss or you don't want to get this spoiled for you. So uh, so thank you officially for that.
1: Yeah, no problem, Shuff. I said this is a big episode as well, we already have the red alert up. so if you're if you're getting spoiled by this, it's your own fault. Uh, It's true. This episode, Hammer had to sacrifice himself. And apparently Bruce uh, knew that going into this season. No one else knew, but he was told ahead of time, hey, you're only going to last one season. And I was very shocked for that reason. Like, hey, they would at least give him a a whole first season, right? Like they wouldn't kill him off before the, the season was over. So that was very... Uh, surprising to me. Now, you told me, Shoff, that you were able to predict everything that happened in this episode. <laughs> so tell me, Shoff, how did you know what was the crystal ball in the Shoffman house?
0: <laughs> okay, so at the 10-minute mark of this episode, um, and not too much had gone down by 10 minutes, but at the 10-minute mark, I s- I wrote down either Sam Kirk or Hammer is going to die at the hands of the Gorn. I I just called it. I wrote it down in my notes. Um, I also said, uh, and I predicted that Uhura was going to realize her place on the Enterprise as a communications officer. I mean, we all knew that was going to happen eventually. because, And that's kind of the dramatic irony present in this episode is that she's so wishy-washy about what she wants to do. What's her, what her future is going to be. But like, we all know <laughs> we've already seen her future right. in our past. So, um, so like to me, that type of conflict, I know it's character driven. It doesn't weigh as much on me because we already know where she gets to. So like that is one aspect of a show that exists within Canon of, it has to sort of conf- conform to a certain sense of Canon. Um, they're not going to detour too much from Uhura. At some point she finds her way and she becomes the communications officer of the enterprise. That's how it goes. So like, that's that. So, but I predicted that would happen at the end of this episode. The one thing that I did not, uh, that I incorrectly predicted was I thought that she was going to realize Um, that she needed to be a communications officer because maybe she would save a crew member's life because of her abilities to speak or interpret language. Like maybe she could interpret something about the Gorn and then that would save a crew member's life. And I thought it might be, um, the new Lieutenant that Mm -hmm. gets, uh, Basically, um, he gets an upgrade. He gets a promotion in the beginning of this episode. Uh, Lieutenant Duke, I believe, is his name. Yeah. Now, uh, R.I.P. to Lieutenant Duke. (laughs) He he does not make it. uh, So uh, it's a very short lived reign as lieutenant on the Enterprise. (laughs) Um, But and he also wasn't wearing red. So go figure. But uh, I thought that she was going to basically save him. Uh, So that part I did not get right. But I did call the fact that Hemmer was going to go. And, uh, man, you know, in these past couple episodes, I've really, really enjoyed uh, Bruce Horak's performance as Hemmer, and he's really grown on me. And so I'm going to miss that guy. I'm going to miss that antennaed dude in engineering.
1: Yeah, he made an impression just from the moment, you know, being the daredevil in space from the first time you saw him in that cu- cooking scene and, and he was like radar senses and everything was going off that made me fall in love with him from the start. So I figured he would be around for a while, but man, yeah, that really kind of hit me in the gut when they, when they did that. Um,
0: I know. I mean, we know that obviously Scotty is going to become chief engineer. Now is that going to happen second season? Maybe. Maybe that's a possibility. Um, I mean, we got one episode left of this of the first season. I highly doubt they're gonna fill that role immediately. Um, so I think it'll probably be a second season debut of whoever the next chief engineer is. But I think it's a perfect opportunity to bring Scotty on board. Um, if you're gonna do that,
1: do you remember? Because I'm trying to think when I watched the original series, it was it was a little bit scattered. It wasn't in order. Did they ever address? Captain Pike in the original series at all? Like Kirk taking over for the enterprise or was that just in that unaired pilot?
0: You know, it's a good question. I feel a little bit too fuzzy to answer that confidently. I think I just have to go back and rewatch TOS and I I really want to like with this podcast. um, I definitely have seen a lot of Star Trek, but TOS is one area where I know I've missed episodes um, just like Enterprise, but that's one I deliberately fell off of because I just didn't love it towards the end. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to use this podcast from just one of my own personal goals to sort of reinvest in some of the shows that I didn't give their full due. Yeah. Uh, so, so definitely TOS. I want to go back and refresh my memory on stuff because it is fuzzy. And when, your question, I don't know if I could answer, but we can ask our audience if they know the answer. Oh, if yeah. Some Trekkies or Trekkers that know let us know you can always reach out to out to us on social media at Treknopod, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, or you could, uh, even, uh, message us with a voicemail on, uh, on anchors yeah. system. So there's lots of ways to re- reach out to us. So we would really love that. Um, Sam Kirk. Uh, I kind of thought he was going to die and now I kind of wish he did. Because he's, <laughs> kind of a pu- he's kind of a pussy. right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like when you <laughs> said that, you thought it was either going to be him or Sam Kirk. My money would have, if I was a betting man, I would have put money on Sam Kirk dying, yeah. um, just because Hammers. I mean, Kirk has not had a lot, you know, of screen time, but Hammer has just been the superior character at this point in the season. And yeah. like you said, in this episode, he does not come across as somebody that we want to save. That is worth, you know, the Kirk name. So I'm with you. I, I just thought in this whole episode, it was like the only reason he's here is to make Spock mad and to, <laughs> to be a jerk.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Spock, uh, there's a really funny moment at the beginning of the episode. It takes place. I don't know, maybe like uh, four to six minutes into the episode, but uh, Pike basically makes Spock do dishes. Oh yeah. I just thought that was like <laughs> such a funny moment. Like, you don't even think about the idea of doing dishes on the enterprise. Like that doesn't even come up as a possible thing. Like you don't see that there's janitors, you know, or anybody cleaning up after themselves. It's just a clean, like totally, um, uh, sterile ship all the time. But like somebody's got to do the dishes, so now Spock's given an apron by Pike, and he's like, "Yeah, you good? It's your it's your turn, man. Yeah, it's your turn on the chores board." <laughs> well, also
1: that moment where, and I was gonna message you too, but I didn't at that point you hadn't seen the episode. But when Pike is playing the dad, do do not make me turn this car around. That whole thing just oh, made yeah. me laugh. That whole exchange, I love
0: that. We actually have um, a a quick clip of that moment, so I'll play that right now. You sure you want to split up the crew? It'll be fine, number one. You get the supplies to K7, pile the kids in the station wagon, take a road trip. Sir, the station wagon? Anybody has to go, now's the time. Do not make me turn this car around. Okay, yeah, it's so funny, Man, Pike, <laughs> I love Pike. Pike for prez. hashtag Pike for prez. I'm gonna write him in on the ballot. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. Yeah, uh, got my his, vote. Uh, <laughs> what if? What if he did? What if he? What if Anson Mount somehow became president? Oh my god, that'd be amazing. So, I would love that. You know, um, another quick. Go ahead. Did you know he has a
1: podcast?
0: You know, you've mentioned it. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but, um, I mean, I, I would. I would follow him into the mines of Moria. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, I would follow him into the shadows of Mordor. I would definitely yeah. do whatever it, it took. The, guy's, cl- the guy is an awesome.
1: It's called The Well, and you already know his voice. It puts you at ease. It makes you calm. It's like a meditation podcast. But he's basically talking about all kind of art, um, just all kind of things, interviews with celebrities and um, different artists. That he brings on the show. It's him and Brandon Edgens, who I don't know um, who that is. But they've got a good relationship. And it's a good podcast. So The Well is the Anson Mount oh, podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds pretty cool.
0: Um, Spock has a really funny line as well at around the eight-minute mark. Um, because Spock accidentally calls Lieutenant Duke uh, Ensign Duke. Oh, yeah. And uh, gets gets razzed for it pretty much by Sam Kirk and nurse chapel. And, uh, and Sam's like, all right, take another shot. Take another shot. He, he said, uh, you, you gotta buy him a drink. And, uh, Spock says, talks about how humans are pretty much just alcoholics and how they, <laughs> they have a drinking game for everything. So I'll play that clip right now too.
1: <laughs> Duke's a Lieutenant now. You call him an instant. You gotta buy him a drink. Starfleet tradition. Another human drinking game. Does their number have no
0: limit? Nope. Oh, gosh. The writing on this show is so good. I love it. I freaking love it. Yes. Um, now we have, obviously we could talk, I think ad nauseum about all of this stuff. It's such a, such a great episode. Let's talk about the Gorn. Yes. Cause this episode is, is absolutely alien meets Star Trek. I mean, it's the way it's filmed. You even have point of views from the Gorn. Uh, uh, and and they have sort of like this like thermal, almost like predator type, you know, like viewpoint yes. of theirs. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Love it, love it, love it. They're very reptilian, um, which we already knew they would look like that. But the Gorn, the only Gorn we've ever seen otherwise is a man in a rubber suit. Right. And he's fighting on a desert planet against Kirk. It's not impressive. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's kind of, and that kind of stuff is kind of the reason why i am really like not a huge fan of tos it's mm. not a dig at tos it's just the, the limitations yeah. that they had towards effects that it kind of takes me out of the moment right and i feel like things are too cheesy or corny and so and, and growing up with tng and not having not having tos to be like the beginner point for me it makes it hard to go backwards because it's like if i have a, a a MacBook Pro, and then someone hands me a giant um, e machine from like the <laughs> early uh, or the the late nineties, right. early two thousands. Like I'm gonna be like, oh uh, gosh, this sucks. I've got or I've got like old Windows. You know, like the, the you can't really compare mm-hmm. those types of things. So it it makes it tough but yeah. um but the gorn were awesome and uh the I'm, I'm stealing this from ready room but they were called the gorn reborn i was like that's brilliant <laughs> that's brilliant so yeah let's talk about the gorn
1: yeah that was like one of the moments from the original series that when i was growing up you know it's kirk fighting that the, like you said the stunt man in a rubber suit that stands out in my mind um amongst other things but like you i found it very hard to get into the original series when I was younger because of, for that very reason of, oh man, this looks corny, this looks old. yeah Kirk is throwing these boulders and they're like styrofoam. (laughs) And my my dad would laugh at that with me when I was younger. Um, Look at how phony this looks, he would say to me. And as I got older, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I really have come around on the the original series because of the storytelling. And when I showed my wife a couple episodes, I said, just watch the story. Like you'll get invested in the characters and what's going on. And there's so many timeless things about the storytelling. And there's, you know, the, the underlying, um, issues and things that were going on at that time are, a lot of them are still relevant and ring true till today. So, I've been able to kind of suspend my disbelief for a lot of the cheesiness and the phoniness and just kind of focus on the storytelling. And that's been really good for me. So it's cool that the the Gorn now are getting that visual upgrade and making them, you know, probably what they were designed to be from the beginning, fearsome uh, opponents instead of, all right, there's a guy over there. He's not very fearsome. He's, he doesn't strike a lot of fear in my heart. Well, but, here's
0: the interesting part as well is <clears throat> uh, in the episode. Uh, gosh, I'm, I'm forgetting what the name of the episode is where the Gorn, uh, that Gorn atta- uh, basically fights uh, Kirk on the, the that desert planet. Um, but th- there's arena. no point at which the arena. Thank you. There's no point at which the Gorn says to Kirk, hey, I'm a Gorn. Like, you know, it's like the only reason they think he's a Gorn is because the Metrons tell Kirk that this is a Gorn. But because of that, it creates a really nice and interesting loophole that that doesn't necessarily have to represent. The Gorn. It might not be truly the Gorn. The Metron said it was the Gorn, but that doesn't mean it's the Gorn, right? Hmm. So it kind of opens up the option, and this is kind of why I think they did this. They sort of reimagined the look of them because it's not necessarily one hundred percent that this is a Gorn. Hmm. I mean, yes, we've all accepted it to be the case, but that's it it does leave them a little bit of wiggle room, and I think they were they're very careful on this show. To walk that fine line of not retconning everything, like that they um, are treading that line of canon and and respecting it. So, I I really appreciated it what they did with the Gornies. That's what I'm calling them. (laughs) Baby Gorn are Gornies, and Gornies never say die. (laughs) Nice. Patent pending, trademark, uh, copyright, all rights reserved. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah,
1: they did a great job between blending puppetry and you know the practical effect side and then the cg side and alex kurtzman talked about it a little bit on the ready room this is you know the suspension of disbelief and taking what the audience can see and then editing things that like editing out the things you can't see or the the behind the scenes stuff that was perfect on this episode because I didn't know there was any puppets. Like I was watching it and I was like, this is all feels, feels real to me. I couldn't believe
0: that when I read, when I saw that in the ready room, I could not believe that those were puppets. That was so brilliant. And this show, you can tell anytime they have an option to do practical effects, they do them. They did it with the purple alien that appears earlier in the episode that ends up basically being like the chest, chest burst. (laughs) what, What are they called? Yeah, like the face hanger, right. But the yeah. chest burster uh-huh. scene, uh-huh. Um, uh, the little girl calls her Buckley, but we don't have an official name for the purple alien, but he is really cool. And and his whole face was like breathing and yeah. he had these like horns that were kind of like moving. So all those animatronics and having that practical look, it does something to make it feel more authentic. And I was thinking about it like it's the, those practical effects combined with an AR wall where these actors just get to. Interact with real things like they, yeah. that. They can see that they can touch. Right. There is no replacement for that, and to me, it reminds me of what it's like in community theater because mm. um, I used to do a ton of musicals. I used to do a ton of plays, and the goal was to you know in, in these shows as much as possible to have the furniture, to have the props, to have the sets. You couldn't rely on visual effects. You didn't have CGI. Like you had to interact, and it had to be a real thing. So the fact that these actors are getting the chance to interact in a very real way with things that are, are uh, science fiction. They're Mm -hmm. not, they're not real. They don't exist. Um, It's turned Star Trek, especially these episodes into much more of an art form, I think. Uh, So the AR wall is changing the game for Star Trek. And I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: And that's what the same thing on um, in the other galaxy far, far away on, in, in The Mandalorian, when I first saw that, their version of the AR wall, I was like, this is going to change everything for yeah. movies and television going forward. Like the green screen, the blue screen coming up, that was always, you know, actors talk about it's very difficult to act when there's nothing there. It's like a tennis ball and you, you don't have anything. Everything is is your imagination. But when you can actually have physical objects to interact with, I think that just makes the actor's performances that much richer. Um, So I'm looking forward to season two and beyond for Star Trek. So that's very cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We got a brief uh, glimpse of Spock unhinged. He was raging against the machine in this episode. Uh, And by the end of the episode, he was a little bit uh, uh, out of control. Um, So I'm sure that... Yeah, that was
1: interesting. His human side, his Jeff W. side, if anyone's a listener <laughs> of the Sandbox Gamers, my co-host on there, you will know that the rage flows with Jeff W. And it did with Spock here, too. So that was very interesting. I liked seeing that that emotion come out.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, it was another opportunity for him and Nurse Chapel to interact. And I, even though I think Tupring is a beautiful woman, I got to say... But uh, Spock and Nurse Chapel, I ship it. Oh, wow. I starship it. <laughs> Dang. Man. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that's going to be really interesting going into season two with Spock and Nurse Chapel. There's that thing. Will they, won't they? I don't know. We know things aren't going to work out for him in Supreme as far as in the TOS uh, era, but you know, that doesn't mean that something can't go down when mm-hmm. there's chapel in med in the med bay when uh, nobody's watching, yeah. when Mbenga goes back to his quarters. <laughs> so, um, but as we mentioned, of course, coming back to, to Hemmer, rest in power, rest in power, my good man. Um, he had some beautiful last words, uh, Captain Vactor, and I wanted to share them on the podcast here. I'm going to play that clip. Hemmer, you don't have to do this.
1: But, Captain, my, my sacrifice saved the lives of those I care most about. For me, there is no other choice.
0: <sighs> A logical conclusion. Yeah. So, I mean, he was wearing red. He, he it, was, it was coming. I mean, <laughs> red, red shirts always die. So, yeah. uh, but what an impact he had on that episode what a perfect noble exit that he had uh for the show and i think i saw in an, in an article that there's a good chance that we haven't seen the last of him as an actor in other roles within within star trek Ooh. maybe even strange new worlds because of prosthetics nice. and things like that so we might still get more of of him as an actor nice that's within great. the great star trek universe so that's cool yeah because like i said uh, I, I
1: just feel bad that he didn't even get a full season yeah yeah that's tough
0: that's tough. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss that guy for sure. This is another episode. Uh, and we've talked, I I think a lot about number one, about Rebecca Romaine, but it's another episode where she's basically useless. She almost doesn't even exist in this episode, except for like the, the very beginning of the episode.
1: I was trying to think. I don't even remember her in this episode. I remember yeah, on the ready room, but I don't remember on this episode.
0: She's there when La'on is is tasting his breakfast that he made for oh, the crew. But like, right. that's it. That's it. Um, So, you know, that's...
1: What a waste.
0: I, I What a waste. It's a waste. And also, we're still getting no backstory for uh, Lieutenant Ortega's. And I say hashtag justice for Artigas on that one. Um, I think it's it's high time we get to know more about her, but it probably won't happen until season two
1: based on what
0: uh, Melissa Navia, I think that was her name, right? Melissa Navia. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention there's a shot and we included this as our episode artwork, uh, for this episode, but there's this beautiful shot, um, just made possible obviously by the AR wall, gorgeous ice planet in this episode. There's the derelict ship in the distance and it's the USS Peregrine. And, um, a couple of the crew members are in it. I think it's Mbenga and Pike, but I'm not hundred percent sure, but like the, the shot is so incredible and the, the style of it. So, uh, man, I just, I love everything about Strange New Worlds, the way that they're filming it, all the the, the techniques. It, and like I said, it's an art form at this point. It's so, so, so great.
1: Yeah. And the storytelling so far, you know, having the episodic storytelling versus us coming off of Picard, it's just been refreshing. It's been kind of a breath of fresh air. And I'm very excited to continue this in season two. Um, so... Even though we're winding down, you know, season one is not even over yet. I'm I'm already anticipating season two.
0: Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> totally. I'm gonna miss this show so much in its absence. Speaking of absence, uh, Laan is taking a leave of absence from the Enterprise at the end of this episode. We figure we find out, and Uhura, on the other hand, decides to stick around. <laughs> Duh. <Durr. laughs> of course she was. Right. Um, now totally unrelated, but Vactor and I were having a discussion about stuff and I don't even know how this came up, but I, I, Oh, Oh, okay. Now I remember Vactor. You set the scene with, with your son, your son had to steal. He stole something from Oh,
1: right. Right. So I was in the living room. My son, who is 15 months old, comes walking first of all he waved goodbye to me so i was like oh where are you going because <laughs> we we're staying here buddy we're not leaving anywhere he waves goodbye to me and then he walked into my uh where i'm currently recording the episode and pulled Shoff's birthday gift to me my lieutenant or, i'm sorry my captain cisco figure off my shelf and brought it into the room so i sent Shoff a video i was like look what he just came in here and brought
0: so my response was i was i was like okay i like to respond a lot of times with gifts uh or gifs as some people call them i call them gifts because they're gifts that you give to somebody (laughs) Uh, but uh uh, but i I was looking for a cisco gifts and what i stumbled upon it could be the best kept secret of the internet, I think, uh, because Cisco gifts are basically Cisco reviewing movies and it's very hilarious. It's totally unrelated to uh, strange new worlds, but it's very funny. And I, 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 going to link it in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. I found a Tumblr that had a whole bunch of them just like saved. So you could just like look at them all (laughs) at the same time. But here's, uh, one of them I'm looking at right now. It says, he says the third Jurassic park movie was the only good one. (laughs) That's that's his (laughs) review on on Jurassic park three. Um, he also said, um, (laughs) where's this one? Uh, uh, I I had, I had to get really drunk to watch time Cup.
1: <laughs> that was the one that you sent me.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Oh shoot. <laughs> there was a really, really funny one. Oh God. It was about Jerry Maguire. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah is about jerry Maguire. oh here we go he says i thought jerry Maguire was balls <laughs> but i was wrong <laughs> <laughs> so just imagine uh, obviously he's not saying these things out loud but it's all textual but um it's so funny because you can just hear Cisco's voice in your head, right. Avery Brooks telling you this stuff. And it's totally out of context. It makes no sense for him to say any of this stuff, but that's what makes it so funny. So, uh, it, it made my day and I hope it'll make your day, uh, when you check it out.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, um, we're, we've reached the end of the episode discussion. Any final thoughts on the episode before we move into just a weekly recap?
1: Well, I think Chef, this is my favorite episode of the season.
0: I agree. I agree. This one is the strongest. Memento Mori is the second strongest in my opinion, and both of them Gorn related. So I really hope that this is not the last we've seen of the Gorn. I hope they're just like a regular nemesis for this crew of the Enterprise.
1: Well, if we go by what Ethan uh Ethan Peck, right? Uh Spock. Spock? Yeah. Yeah. If we go by what he said in the ready room, this is not the last of the Gorn. So we're definitely, I believe, going to see them in season two. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, let's move on then. So um uh this past week, how's your week been, man? You went on a staycation.
1: Yes, that's right. My wife um, has been putting in long hours as both a wife and mother, caregiver to my son, my little Cisco. And we went on a staycation into Scottsdale, um, so I had a very nice time, um, a nice welcome break from screaming baby and um, other responsibilities. Not, I took the day off, day two days off from work, so it was a very relaxing time. Shaw. So,
0: That's great. You deserve it, man. You deserve it. I firsthand, you know, we, when we started this podcast, we were designing it to be sort of short form and some episodes have been longer, but we really try to keep within 30 to 40 minutes. Um, if we can, this one's getting close to 40 minutes, so we'll, we'll be wrapping up soon. But, um, but we started it because we're, we love Star Trek, but we're also dads, we're also husbands, we're also hardworking, so we only have so much time. But it's important to be as present in our family's lives as we can, so that's why we try to be respectful of their time as well as our own, and as well as your time, too, which is why we bring you these shorter episodes. Um, but I think you're killing it as a dad, so nice work.
1: Thank you very much, Shaf, and you as well.
0: Thank you. Um, my daughter, Emily, who will be two on Monday, the 4th of July, uh, she learned some new words the other day. I Uh-oh. was reading, uh, she has a bunch of those little golden books, yes. but this one specifically is a Star Trek book that I got her way back in the day. It was like, it's like the ABCs of Star Trek. So it goes through the alphabet, but it like applies a letter to something about, um, about, uh, Star Trek nice. and it got to B, and it, and it referred to the Borg. And yeah. so I taught her the word Borg. She was saying Borg earlier, <laughs> and then I, I went t- uh, to S, and S was Spock, and she started saying Spock, Borg, yeah, Borg, Spock, Spock, Borg. So she was just shouting Spock and Borg all day. It was pretty hilarious. Nice. And I, my my Trekkie heart just grew three <laughs> sizes that day. So nice. uh, so that <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Um, also a couple of notes I totally forgot to mention uh, about the ready room. Some things I learned, uh, the director had flickering lights going on the set, even in the moments between the scenes, just to keep the tension and the energy at that level where people are like heightened and frightened. So, um, I thought that was brilliant. Um, because that's everything that's that sets the mood and it keeps them in that character in that spot. So that was really cool. And then just a funny moment. uh, Bruce Horek was talking about the moment that he got sprayed by the gorn goo. And he was talking about off off stage, like off the camera, there was uh, a guy with a super soaker full of this gorn goo. And he (laughs) referred to it as gornographic. And I definitely (laughs) I definitely laughed out loud at that. He called it gornography. And and I, I had a, a really fun, fun laugh. Yeah, that, that was funny.
1: That I didn't laugh quite as hard as Will Wheaton did. He, he oh, thought yeah. it was the funniest thing of all time, but I did laugh as well.
0: Uh, that Okay, so I, I just want to say one thing. I love Will Wheaton. I love him. But there is there are moments where I feel like he dials it up just a little too much. Yeah. I know he's doing it just to be engaging as a host, and so for that I commend him. But, like, it doesn't, it feels a little bit artificial. Yeah. So, uh, so that part I kind of struggle with, but yeah, he either that, or he just feels things in a level that I am incapable of. <laughs> and if that's the case, kudos to you, Wesley Crusher, because I can't get there
1: where you're yeah, at. I wish I could get to those <laughs> levels.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Well, anyways, folks, uh, that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Mission 19 is in the books Um, and, um, of course, if you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. As we mentioned at the top of the uh, show, we are part of the Geek, so to speak, podcast network with Geek, so to speak, our parent podcast being on hiatus right now. But there's two other podcasts to enjoy besides Trechnological, and that would be The Sandbox Gamers, a video game podcast hosted by Vactor, Wonder Rob, and the always angry Jeff W., as we gave him a shout out earlier. Uh, And then also, if you're into comic books, which myself and Vactor definitely are, Vactor has uh, spearheaded a, a uh, comic book love podcast called We Love Comics. And yeah. every week uh, he reviews what he's reading, um, as well as having guests on the show, Marcus Seabury and Hunter Camp. And then uh, just this past week, you had an additional guest, and I'm blanking on his name, uh, but you guys talked about um,
1: Tim Sale. Yes, we had a retrospective for Tim Sale recently passed away. And my good buddy Dane Davenport joined me. Um, we actually go way back to a previous comic book podcast um, between the panels, so it was great having Dane on there. We hadn't podcasted in like a decade. I don't, I don't even know how long it's been, but it was great to have him on there. So definitely check that out.
0: It was a great discussion. I'm I'm in the middle of it. I haven't finished the episode. I probably have another 15 minutes left, I think, but it's a it's a great episode and and I think a proper tribute to Tim Sale and for everything he's done for Superman and Batman, yes. especially Batman. Yes. Uh so yeah, so please check those episodes out. Uh, if you want an access point to all of our podcasts within the network, go to geek, so to speak, dot com forward slash network, and you can uh, click on the links to go to all the shows from there. Don't forget to subscribe and review us on whatever platform you're, you're listening to us on. If you're on a platform that doesn't have that feature, then we highly encourage you to check out Spotify just for the moment, just so you can answer the question of the week. Um, and also it'll give you a chance to rate us and review us while you're there. Yeah. At the very least, please be be sure to share us with your friends and your family. Uh, We're just trying to make it in this podcast world and we need your help. So uh, with that in mind, uh, we are going to leave you. But next week is a man. Next week's going to be a sad week because not only are we going to be saying goodbye to Star Trek Strange New World season one, but we will also be saying goodbye uh, or at least goodbye for now. Uh, as we take a podcast break while I move all my stuff to the state of Washington. So, uh, we are definitely looking forward to the season finale uh, and looking forward to talking about it with all of you, uh, yeah. with that Captain Vactor, I believe our mission of the week is complete. Shoff and Vactor here two to beam up, live long and
1: prosper.